welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories. Tonight we're going to go back to the spaceship episodes and uh, leave Wizardcraft for a little while anyways. But if you want to hear more from it, just let me know. And if you want to see what happens next before I make a podcast on it, you can actually check out the first 20 chapters on my Patreon if you uh, sign up there. The link should be in the description. It's only $1 per month, and it gets the extra special benefit of helping me pay for hosting fees and that sort of thing to keep the podcast going. So uh, if you have a chance to go over there, it's greatly appreciated. And now on to the story. Now this one was inspired by some of the events going on in Canada right now, which is where I'm from. Um, And if you didn't know, there's been a lot of forest fires in Canada this season, And this story was inspired by them, but by no means based on actual information about the forest fires, so don't write me letters about it. This is going to be episode 125, Fighting Fires with Dragons. The the title pretty much says it all. As usual, just get as comfy as you can in your bed, close your eyes, and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. Imagine yourself waking up in the morning. You stretch and you look around. Ugh, I'm back in my house. I'm not used to waking up here, you say. You head out to the living room and you turn on the TV. And on comes a special report. This just in. The country of Canada is experiencing its highest ever levels of forest fires. This year alone, more acres of woodland have been burned than many other years combined. More on this to come. Uh, What? Forest fires are burning down parts of Canada? But my favorite podcast host lives in Canada. Wait, wait a second, do I live in Canada? You think about the answer to that question for a while, and when you get it clear on where exactly it is you live again, you shake your head and go back to the task at hand. Spaceship, we need to help Canada. Understood, says Spaceship. And you know what, Spaceship? I think I have an idea of how we can do it. That is good. Do you care to share this idea? Spaceship asks. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I was thinking we'd go get those dragons that we met on the dinosaur planet and a few friends, and then use their ice breath to put out the fires. Now, listener, if you don't know already, dragons in this universe have two cores. One for heat and one for cold. That is an excellent idea, Spaceship says. You and Spaceship run outside. Spaceship immediately grows to its full size, and you run through the back hatch and right up to the control center. You jump in the seat, grab the steering wheel, and immediately power the ship up, lifting it off the ground and facing straight towards the shed that's magically appeared in your front lawn again, even if you didn't have one before. The door to the shed opens up, revealing a portal inside. The portal lights up a bright blue color that looks a lot like flowing water. You and Spaceship head straight for the portal. Strangely, even though Spaceship was still too big to go through it, just as it gets close enough, it sucked into it almost as if it stretched Spaceship out to be the right size to fit. You and Spaceship fly through the multicolored tunnel, spinning left and right, up and down, until you see an opening on the other side. Spaceship flies right out, and you find yourself at the dinosaur base. You immediately fly to the mountain area where the dragons normally hang out. And before too long, you see them. 
A couple of them are up in the air, flying around the mountain, and the others are just kind of hanging out on the top of it. You swoop the ship down, land beside most of the dragons, and the others come to see what you have to say. You open the back hatch and walk out. Dragons, uh, we need your help. Large parts of the Canadian forest are on fire, you say. What's Canada? One of the dragons replies. Uh, it's a country and the place where I come from? Hmm. I like fire. What's the problem with fire? The dragon asks. Uh, well, I... Uh, I mean, I guess there's no problem with fire itself. It can be really helpful, but it's uh, just kind of burning a lot of the forest without any kind of control. Fine. We're bored anyways, says the leader of the dragons. Bill, I believe his name was, if I recall correctly. Come on, everyone. Let's go. Spaceship suddenly begins to glow. It grows and shifts its shape until it's the size and shape of a much larger cargo-carrying spaceship. The back hatch opens up, and you and the dragons walk on board. There's just tons of space inside now. The room you enter into is way more than big enough for 10 or 11 dragons to fit on board, and Spaceship even gave them all the comforts it could think of. Dragon beds, dragon feeding stations, dragon television, playing shows about dragons. It was a little much, honestly. Again, you shake off that thought and head back into the main part of the spaceship. Your part of the spaceship with your normal-sized living room and normal-sized kitchen and normal-sized bedroom. And, of course, the control center. You sit back in the chair, power up the spaceship once more, and fly back towards the dinosaur base. As you get close enough, you order Spaceship to shrink down. You, the ship, and all of the dragons begin to glow. You shrink down and down and down, until you're all much smaller than you were before small enough to fly back through the portal. You fly straight into the portal, through the colorful tunnel once again, and pop out the other side. Now we have to pick up our friends and then get to Canada, if we're not already there, anyways. You fly over top of all of your friends' houses. You call them using the watches you gave them, and one by one, they press the button on their watch that causes the armor to grow around them, and they fly up into the air and meet your ship. One by one, they land inside, and they begin to sit in the control room around you. All right, everyone, now, straight to the heart of those forest fires. You fly high up above the clouds, and head straight to the location that spaceship indicated. As you approach, you start to see that everything looks smoky. The whole world below is covered in smoke, and it's stretching as far as you can see, way beyond the areas with the forest fires. People from all over the place must be breathing the smoke in. It's everywhere you say? Yes, the weather system can bring the smoke to other locations. It has caused high levels of air pollution as far as Europe. As far as Europe? Seriously? Whoa, we need to put these things out. Ready, friends? Your friends all put their fists in, and with a one, two, three... They lift them up in the air, ready to go. You and all of your friends press the buttons on your watches, 
causing your whole sort of armor thing to fold out around you. Then, one by one, you jump on top one of the dragons. You, of course, take the leader, Bill, the one you've been friends with for a while. The back doors to the spaceship open, and you and your friends run on your dragons, jump out the back of the ship, and the dragons spread their wings and start to glide down to the ground below you. You locate the first fire. It's a huge area. We're gonna have to get into formation for this one. Everyone, line up with me. Your friends all line up in a row. You dip down towards the forest below you, and you count to three. On three, blow out the coldest stream you can. One, two, three. All of the dragons at once shoot out a huge plume of freeze breath. It instantly puts out the fire below and cools the whole area around it in a long and large streak created by having eleven dragons stretched out in a row, each blowing a huge plume of ice breath. You repeat this process again and again getting in formation, diving down, and shooting huge things of ice onto the ground below you. You and the dragons start to get exhausted. The dragons feel like they're almost running out of ice breath. So you find a nearby mountain and set down for a little bit, giving them a chance to catch their breath. Spaceship lands nearby and sends out a team of robots carrying dragon food, as well as a few robots with trays of human food. You and the dragons all take a rest for a little while. You eat your favorite foods, and you talk for a little bit. Alert! Alert! Spaceship says. New fires detected. New fires just detected. New fires detected? How can there be more fires? Alright, we have to get going, you say. You slowly climb on to Bill, tired and sore from a whole day of putting out fires, but you can't stop now. The dragons reluctantly flap their wings, bringing you higher and higher into the air, until you see the new area that's just set on fire. Again, you and the dragons get in formation, fly down over the burning area, and shoot a huge stream of ice breath onto it. The fires are put out almost instantly, but you catch a glimpse of something strange. The fire is spreading in a line away from you, in a really strange pattern. You follow the line of fire, but you can't see it coming from anywhere. It's almost as if it's just appearing. Spaceship, what is that down there? Analyzing data, Spaceship flies up beside you and shines a bright light down onto the area. And as it does, you see a glimpse of something. It's almost like a giant invisible chameleon? A giant invisible chameleon that's on fire? I, why can't we see it? You ask Spaceship. It seems the chameleon creatures have some way to camouflage themselves. I suggest switching to thermal vision. Alright, I forgot we had that. You press a button on your helmet and it immediately switches to thermal vision, allowing you to see any traces of heat around you. And just like that lit up in bright red colors, not only can you see the fire, but you can see a giant fire breathing and pretty much on fire itself chameleon standing in front of you. As you look around, you notice that there's five more. Are the Canadian forest fires being started by 
giant fire chameleons, you ask, kind of confused? And what's that on top of one of the chameleons? You notice something that looks like a tyrannosaurus head on a human body, and it's... You realize it right away. It's Rex. Rex, if you don't recall, is one of your biggest enemies. Rex is a evolved Tyrannosaurus Rex that grew up in the center of the earth and has been completely obsessed with making the earth warmer through climate change. Uh, Rex, of course this is you running around starting forest fires. You won't get away with this, you yell. Rex looks at you, and he and the chameleons appear in front of you. Won't get away with what, exactly, Rex says. Not get away with setting fires. It seems I've gotten away with quite a bit of it, Rex says back to you. Well, not anymore. We're here to cool you down. I'd like to see you try. Rex suddenly disappears from vision again, but you remember right away to switch back to thermal vision this time. Rex and the chameleon start running in all different directions, setting fires in every single direction they go. And then... You notice more fires coming your way, more chameleons, an army of giant fire chameleons coming in from every direction, setting the forest on fire in every direction. All right, we'll have to take them out one by one. I imagine they can't deal with cold very well, you say. And spaceship, you create some sort of contamination cell for these creatures, Something that can take the heat and be ready to pick them up when we're ready. Everyone understand? Okay. One, two, three, break. You and all of your friends take off in a different direction, hunting down a different chameleon. You find one right ahead of you running quickly through the forest. You and Bill swoop down just above it, and Bill lets out a huge plume of freeze breath, instantly causing the forest to, well, no longer be on fire. But the chameleon continues to get away. Bill, we have to get ahead of him, you say. Looking for the area where it seems to be running, you swoop up higher in the air and try to gain as much speed as you can. You and Bill fly down right in front of the chameleon. It stops in its tracks, and Bill takes in a huge breath of ice and lets it out directly at the thing. The thing instantly puffs out and gets weaker and weaker from the cold before falling over on the ground. You fly Bill over, he grabs the chameleon with his well, with his enormous claws, and flies back up in the air. As you pass Spaceship, Bill allows the chameleon to fall down. Spaceship catches it in a net and drops it into some sort of cargo bay for these things. You and your friends continue to hunt for chameleons, and before long, you've caught every single one of them. Strangely, no Rex. Where did he go? You scan all over the place looking for any sign of him. But you just don't seem to see him anywhere. Where could he be? You shout. I can't believe he got away again. But I'm too tired to deal with this right now. Let's head home, everyone. You and all of the dragons fly up in the air to meet Spaceship still the size and shape of a cargo ship. You fly in through the back hatch, and this time you see two giant spaces. 
One is devoted entirely to fire chameleons, which you can see through a large glass window. They seem quite at home here on Spaceship. He's keeping the room very hot and feeding them, and they look pretty comfortable. And the dragons have their own habitat as well. Well, I guess we better get these things somewhere, you say. Maybe a hot planet or something like that? Understood. Locating ideal habitat, Spaceship says. You lift up off the planet, through the atmosphere and out into space, with your friends, the dragons, and the fire chameleons on board. When you're far enough from Earth, you jump to super hyperdrive in search of a new planet for these creatures. And as you do, you start to get really tired. You yawn. And your eyelids become really heavy. I think I have to go to sleep, guys. It's been a long day of fighting fires and my eyes feel like they're burning from it. You head to your bedroom and climb into the soft bed, pulling the soft and comfortable sheets and comforter over top of you. It's the perfect temperature and you just feel perfectly relaxed. You let your eyes close and you notice anywhere in your body that's holding tension. And with each breath, you just let the tension go as you allow yourself to sink deeper and deeper into the mattress. Good night, everyone.